This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. This is a podcast about wrestling. We do news, rumors, and BS, and we talk about it. I'm Basement Chair with my co-host, Rich DeRiz. And before Rich DeRiz gives us the news, I'm going to give you guys the good news. And where did I receive this news? I received it from the head of my table. As you have the head of your table. For I would like to say that the good news is that the tribal chief says that everything's going to be okay. And he's here for us. What do you think of that, Rich Torres? I think that is good news. I would like to take this opportunity, which you missed, to thank our tribal chief, the head of our table, Mr. Roman Reigns, for allowing us this platform as the official podcast of the Isle of Relevancy, as long as he doesn't say we're not. So thank you to the tribal chief. We acknowledge you, and we do not patronize you like some people on SmackDown do, but we'll get to that later. I would like it if people patronized us. It'd be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. Um, all right. So I guess jumping straight into the news, uh, some injury stuff. Jonathan Gresham was pulled from a progress event in London last weekend and from tonight's Impact Rebellion pay-per-view due to a potential concussion suffered during his match last week against uh, Dalton Castle at Battle of the Belts 2, which was taped last Friday. I had a concussion once. You probably had many with the whole peewee football thing. Yeah. Well, I can, I have one, I've had one confirmed concussion, so that's cool. I don't have any confirmed concussions. I definitely hit my head a lot when I was a kid, particularly that one story I told, which I'm sure I told a dozen times on this podcast, but to just briefly summarize for newer listeners, rode my bike down a hill, um, at the end of the hill was a wall, I didn't take into account, you know, brakes and velocity, because I was like six, and I had training wheels, so my options were to turn and tumble with my bike, which didn't seem like a great idea, or go head first into the wall. Knowing that I would hit the wall head first and it would hurt, but I have a hard head and I knew that, so I'm like, that's probably the better option, and so that was what I did. Blacked that wall probably briefly. stopped you from becoming the man to cure cancer. Maybe it might have. We'll never know. <laughs> at a- at age six, I had no clue what I wanted to do as an adult. I didn't even think about adulthood at that point. So no, but Could like be. the wall probably made you stupid. Probably. Like, you were probably supposed to be, like, a super genius as opposed to kind of a genius. Mm-hmm. You like, know what I mean? But like like, like a Wiley Coyote level. No, almost like it. Like you lost a level before you even got going, you know? Probably did. You took that, that loss from that L. Yep. <laughs> gave you a, a, a penalty for life. That was a hard so L. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> think about that sometimes. Like, you, that one time you hit your head. That's the only time I've ever. Breakthrough. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever been knocked out. Yeah. From all the times I've hit my head. Yep. Even flying head first at essentially a radiator when I thought my pillow was there, but it was just the pillowcase. You know what? In your mind, you probably... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's really on you, isn't it? it 100%. Because, <laughs> well, you know, the pillow had moved since the last time I had 
dove head first, which was probably like 10 seconds before that. Who are you trying to get a cheap pop from? I'm not. I'm just... I'm, spot I'm, monkey. I'm not. You're I'm little, just saying... You're a little spot monkey. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking about the stupid, admittedly very stupid things I did as a kid because uh, uh, we didn't have internet or social media yet. Well, you know, it could be worse. You could have done that and it'd be documented. Yeah, you know, they say go outside and touch grass every now and then, but, like, I've done that and, like... There are consequences yeah. to touching grass. Yeah, there because are. Because a lot of other stuff happens. Football happens on grass, as you know. Oh, generally. I know. I've had grass in my helmet. Though, like, I'm sure, you know, obviously, potential danger aside, after a play, like, the few, the when I used to watch football... I was, I'm like, oh, I, that's cool. I have, I, I, like, at one time, I, I was dogpiled on so bad, because, and it was like my face guard was like, because it was raining, mm-hmm. it was like in the ground. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like rain, rain games are the worst. So muddy and shit. Fuck that. Seriously. Anyway, uh, moving on from Jonathan Gresham because that is, that was a, that was a little bit of a rabbit hole. Uh, Fightful reported that Darius Martin is out with a leg injury again. Uh, Which one's that one? That's the one that just came back from a leg injury. All right, so is he on a team? Is that a top flight guy? Yeah, yeah, like, he's... You gotta, um, be, you gotta remember, I I'm, I don't know a lot of these names. Yeah. Excalibur. So, <laughs> For, well, I'm gonna need you to explain it in a way that it's a big deal. Like, it should be a big deal to me, but the fact that I have no idea is my fault. Like, well, you gotta do that. Case. Well, Jerry, I know we have we haven't seen him in in quite some time, at least nine plus months. He's only he's had two matches back already, but he was out for nine months with uh, torn, I believe, PCL. So he is a big deal. Him, him and his brother Dante Martin of Top Flight were in line for a tag title shot, as I understand it. Maybe they were in the top five, I think, possibly. That's a very good audition tape you just put out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All the asterisks in there. Anyway. You also had to make sure you say the name of the person that you're talking to. Yes. <laughs> so everyone knows. That's right. The AEW-verse. Yeah. Uh, That's right, JR. <laughs> so Fightful didn't provide any further info, but Darius responded on Twitter that whatever he's dealing with, quote, had nothing to do with wrestling, but I'm glad everyone else out there seems to know more about my health than I do. He did not say that he's not injured, though. Can he be more condescending? Um, well, that's more Cody's area, and we'll get to that later, too. Well, I I don't mean to be that guy, but I think it's, you know, maybe not to be so weird about people actually being concerned about your health. Like, not a lot of people give a damn how I'm doing. Seriously, like, you, ha- you have fans. They want to know about you, so... Maybe give them information rather than, you know, talking crap about people that are reporting about you. You know, people are reporting about you. That means someone is asking about you. Someone's curious where you are, why you're not on TV anymore. Yeah, that's, what's, what's you know, that's the alternative? Oh, they're hurt? Who's that? Exactly. Like, you know, that, that I, I just had to get that off my chest. That's a little, it's a little off-putting. I, you know, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. It's, it's not a good look, Darius. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, Dante though, may probably another singles run coming. Yeah, he's hope. You know what? I think after the third time this idiot gets hurt, 
or whatever. Maybe mm. maybe just let him be singles and just use that in an angle. Yeah. And then since he's obviously a heel in real life, this other guy, mm -hmm. just turn him heel and just have him wear a boot. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> just just wear a boot forever. Like yeah, uh, he has to he has to wrestle with the boot on, like Cowboy Bob with the with the, the cast. arm cast. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's great, you can do that. I love it. He's like, oh my foot, man, my foot, and then just hit people with it without the ref seeing. Like, Darius the Boot Martin. Sure. Boots McGee. Terrible. All right. <laughs> you know what though? Let, that's that's up to the geniuses over at AEW Creative. It's not your not your purview. Indeed. It's a tongue-in-cheek use of the word creative there. Anyway. Uh, moving I on. said what I said. You did. <laughs> uh, FightfulSelect.com also says that Kushida left WWE after his contract recently expired, though they didn't specify whether he, he was asked to renew or not, though he did lose his last four matches. This could be the end of jack-off time. Yeah. Uh, man, I feel like they put those two together to kind of help Ikaminjiro. Well, the last time I saw him, he's not doing great. He, like he wasn't before. Jack of Time was a complete joke. They kind of rehashed the uh, the the failed and heavily criticized Jordan Miles logo for Jack of Time. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't catch that, but I, I like I think you're saying it incorrectly. I believe it's jack off time. I might be saying it incorrectly. Yeah, but well it's alright. Um so yeah, when when Jack Off Time was doing commentary when they had their own little commentary table, on the hood they had the Jack of Time logo, but it was like a big smile, very much like the Jordan Miles logo. Some they really wanted to use that. They really and they finally did. got it going. They're like, well, amazing. They're basically like, well, they're not black, so it's not offensive, right? Yeah. <sighs> Nobody cares because no one's buying this. Right. I'm no. sure somebody's buying this. I don't mean to be rude like that. But there's a slight... It's not exactly a Roman Reigns t-shirt. You know? That's all. True. It's not exactly RK Bro merch. Nope. And the whole... The jacket gimmick of Ikimajiro, it's very AEW, I gotta say. Yeah. Well, I think it's a balance. It's it's got it's 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 very AEW but very NXT two To Take that for what you will. Yeah. Yeah, along along with the uh what's her name? Wendy Chu with the the sleeping gimmick. Who's still feuding with toxic attraction somehow. She is. I I'm not sure why. Other than maybe she fell asleep, the feud ended, she woke up and didn't realize the feud ended, and so she's continuing by shooting a super soaker at them, and then... Oh yeah, she she trashed their locker room this week. The, uh, the Toxic Lounge, or whatever it's called. Yeah. I, I, I really thought I'd have more to say on the subject, but I think I just want to say... I think she's upset because they may they beat up her friend Dakota Kai. Maybe that's it. Yeah, no mention of Raquel Gonzalez slash Rodriguez in the feud, even though she was. Well, uh, Ra Raquel Gonzalez went back to her home planet. She did. So we now have Ra smile smiling Raquel Rodriguez on SmackDown in her very like 
WWE Superstars little promo preview thing. Look, she's coming officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. I thought she was here. Well, the thing was that was sort of like an introduction to how she is in the ring plus smiling. Well, at least it's not her telling me about when she was five years old and she had to help her crackhead stepfather sell cocaine or something up a hill in five inches of snow in the rain. That's ex- that's exactly what Lacey Evans talked about this week. <laughs> in flip-flops. As a United States Marine. Yeah. Well, I, I think that our timelines are a little crossed, but okay. Whichever. It's Either way. <laughs> Um, let's continue it's on. Bad. We'll, we'll we'll get into that later. I promise, because we have to. Um, do, 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 do. Jack Evans announced on Twitter that AEW uh, decided against re-signing him when his contract expires on April 30th. He replied to a reply saying, "Quote: It's part of the business. Not to diss myself, but I wasn't giving any added value to the company truthfully. And with a big roster, you do got to make cuts." That is an incredibly realistic look at that. And to be honest, I have to appreciate that coming from him because, like, it's all, it's 100% true. Like, we've kind of crapped on him for being flippy floppy and botching often. So, for, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to know he doesn't have an ego about it. He might not, like, and this, I don't say this as an insult. I think the wrestling business might not be for him. Because there, I don't think there's anyone that's ever been that honest. Like honestly, I've never heard. Uh, this is this is unheard of mm-hmm. in the business. Like that's a 100 percent. Like okay, yeah, he's right, and he's being 100 percent awesome. Uh, I mean, honest. And it looks like he does not have the ego required for this ego-driven fucking business. You know, like well, this, that's very good that he does that. You know, maybe maybe a few more years back on back in the indies might help him hone his craft better, as long as he doesn't die or kill someone in the process. Yeah, this guy seems like a real one. This guy seems like a guy who's like, look, I I know what I can do, and what I can do is not enough for you know. You got all these other better guys. So, uh, yeah, for bookings, this is my email address. Yeah, to your last point where, uh, where you say, like, this is for other better guys, he, at, he responded to um, someone else on, in the same thread asking why he hasn't been on TV lately by saying, uh, quote, there's only a set amount of time a company has, so giving a soon-to-be-released talent coveted airtime isn't how it's done. That's also the truth. And that's somebody not be a crybaby. Yup, that that's awesome self awareness. That is respect for the other talent and uh, the people that decided to not renew his contract. Which is, it, we've said this before. That kind of stuff goes a long way in eventually getting you another job. So that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah, I look forward to Walter slapping him hard in the chest one day. You mean Gunta? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to make him S his own D. You know, that's just the way it happens. Gunter is like looking like a third of what Walter was. Uh, yeah, still his name's Walter. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, well, that's what happens when you do what the boss tells you to do. Yep. Uh, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Bret Hart signed a Legends deal with WWE amid speculation that he was about to be brought into AEW as part of the current FTR storyline. 
you know, if, if Goldberg had his druthers, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but luckily, Brett the Hitman Hart's the excellent of execution, and he's good with his Legends deal. Let me tell you about the time Goldberg ended his career. <laughs> you know, there's another uh, Saudi show coming up this year. They uh, love their Goldberg. Listen, if you give me Bret Hart versus Goldberg, and Goldberg has to put Bret Hart over, I'm there. <laughs> I will watch that shit live. You know, if, if that's if that's what happens, I think I wouldn't mind Goldberg on the card. And yes, I said Goldberg. And I'm looking forward to the documentary where uh, uh, Bret Hart gets his closure. The WWE 24. Uh, yeah. No, it's gonna or be. A, it's of. gonna have to be a 365. Bring back 365. I want a whole year leading up to it. And just like on the way, it's Brett and like, for whatever reason, like he's watching that that episode of Nitro or whatever. Sideways. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, no, he's, no, he's on his couch. And it's like, <laughs> like Archie Bunker chair. And he's like, he's got the remote at the TV. He's like right here. Mm-hmm. This is where that idiot does it. <laughs> and, just have it. and then just the rest of the episode is him. And it's... And because it's a 365, they're able to edit and cut it together every time to make it seamless mm-hmm. because he's always talking about it. Yep. <laughs> like, it'll be it'll be three weeks from there, and it'll be at a different table, and he'll be watching a TV, and be like, and this is why the Goldberg is. We're just wearing a different Bret Hart shirt or Owen Hart shirt. And, yeah, it's different. And it was this day and this and that and mm-hmm. that. This is my Slammy Award, and this is when Goldberg kicked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I was I, never the same after that. I, I picture him like pausing each frame, like go, going frame by frame, like um, Bart and Lisa watching Ralph Wiggum's heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, if they do that, dude, the road to Riyadh. All right, it's just and then he's like, name. "Don't get me started on Triple H." And the director's like, "All right, cut. <laughs> just go to the next." Here we are, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that, anyway, that's not the narrative. Me in the head. <laughs> uh, PWInsider.com reported this week that WWE changed Casey Catanzaro's name to Katana Chance, which sounds terrible. It sounds like the worst. It sounds like somebody who's not going to be working there for long. Right. It. That's it, what it sounds like. It's a terrible. Like they're all bad. And another one. You're going to hate this one. Oh, I know this one. Kaylee Ray yeah, there we go. is yeah. now if now okay so I, I looked it up because one of the comments said it's a, that it's a, it's an actual like Gaelic an Irish Gaelic name so I looked it up according to Google Translate it's because it didn't recognize it in Gaelic it recognized it in I want to say Danish but the mm, Danish I print, sure love a Danish right about now the Danish it might be Dutch but. Whichever one of those, I should have I should have left the tab open, um, but and I I did the thing where you listen to the pronunciation. The Danish sounds delicious. So we would say it Alba Fire. It's A L B A, just as it sounds, and F Y R E. So is it Alba Fire? The Danish is Ulba Fjord. Okay. I just thought that was cool. I've kind of been saying it in my head over and over because it sounds cool. I hate this, mm-hmm. and uh, I know the reasons, but I still, we've, we we did actually talk about this. We spent a lot of time talking about this last week, so I'm not going to, I don't want to have to reiterate it, but we already understand it's because, you know, because of the whole, like, Tony Storm and them, and they're in AEW, all of a sudden they still have the same names, mm-hmm. because that's their names, yeah, or whatever, 
So they want, and then like going hard on people, you know, having names that Vince gives them or whatever that they own. Mm-hmm. So and uh, I don't like this. I I I said that they should have just brought them in with new names, but you know, here we are. Yeah, so it's it's kind of two different cases here. Uh, Kaylee Ray with a different spelling is uh, her actual name, um, and same goes for Casey Catanzaro. Uh, Alba Fire sounds like a cool name at least, although to your point, it's not Kaylee Ray, which is cooler. Yeah, Katana Chance just sounds I'd have to terrible. Hear her say it. Yeah, we we got to hear her say it. I can't wait for that, but. Katana Chance, it, it it sounds like it sounds like a temporary name of a Mortal Kombat character. Well, it's like oh okay, she 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 comes out with a katana and then you know she tosses it away and she'll use the katana on in her her finisher. But well, there's a katana character. She doesn't use a katana. That's her name. That's true. But I'm saying like it's a... she uses fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan. Um, but I don't think. Honestly, I I don't think we don't we need to be concerned with Katana Chance. There's a chance that she won't be there for long. We haven't even seen them her and um Kate, uh Caden Carter on TV in like a month. Uh, weren't they doing like a gimmick with the Jensen brothers or something? Yeah, and that hasn't been updated in a month. It's okay, maybe it's been a month it, though. It might be three weeks. Definitely not this week, and definitely not last week. I know that for sure. Oh, all right. Well, look. I don't know what else to say about that. Awesome. Yeah. I remember we discussed it. Uh, la- last time we discussed it, we talked about uh, Brooks Jensen, who is the son of... Not Vito. I always mix him up. It's anyway. okay. Yeah. Not important. Um, being uh, being incel. Yeah. That, that'll go over well with the demo. Yeah. It's, it's close to home for some, I'm sure. Um, Killer Cross announced on YouTube that he and Scarlett recently flew to a glacier in Alaska to get married in a, quote, very private ceremony. So they f- they filmed a bunch of it and put it on YouTube, and that was sort of in the description. Well, you know, some people like it nice and warm. Others like it in disgusting, sweltering heat. And make everyone they're supposed to love and care about suffer. I feel attacked. Um, to celebrate their union. And some <laughs> some people, they like to freeze their nuts off and make it look like everything's fine. Yeah, the, yeah their efficient was in a coat and neither of them were. Yeah, exactly. I so, saw. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they probably weren't out there very long. Yeah. Hopefully they weren't out there very long. I'm sure they thought it through a little bit. I'm also sure, much like my sweltering wedding, that Killer Cross probably didn't have a lot of input into it. And it was all Scarlet. But who knows? I don't. Very private. It's good to be private. You know, when everything's on social media, etc., etc., old man saying. Indeed. Now, in a follow-up to... What we talked about last week, uh, Tony Nese launching his 450fit.com. Uh, if you recall, I responded to it, or rather I quote-unquote signed up for it, um, just to see like what the pricing was like. So I have here 
uh, the details on that. It doesn't actually list any details, but it lists pricing here. So he says, I'd like to offer you a spot in our program with two options, a four-month commitment, which is $249 per month, no setup free, no setup fee, rather, usually $275 with a $55 setup fee, or a six-month commitment for $199 per month, no setup fee, usually $250 with a, five, with a $55 setup fee. Now, how is, how is there, quote-unquote, usually a setup fee that you're waiving if this is brand new and like I'm probably going to be your first customer, right? Which I'm not, by the way. I'm not crazy. I'm not spending this kind of money for something I've literally done on my own before and I'm in the process of doing now. But like, I don't know. This, like, for some, for the average Joe, I think this is pretty costly. I think you got to be like, you know, maybe Manhattan in part. Manhattan apartment, Manhattan condo, co-op kind of uh, situation, kind of financial situation to go for this. Well, some people like to hold on to their money before tossing it into a furnace. Indeed. I'm one of those people. I was just curious what, what it would be like. And this, I mean, like, I don't know what a personal trainer costs. I feel like a personal trainer would probably cost a little less than this. Uh, you'd be surprised, man. It I would depends be. depends on the quality of the trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, like, there's different kinds. Do you want, like, a somebody that, like, helps Chris Hemsworth get jacked for Thor movies or whatever? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to have, like, a guy that helps out, you know, fat souls at the gym keep their shit together? You know, it's different ranges. It is. That's true. Um, admittedly, I've never researched a personal trainer. I kind of just try stuff on my own, see what works, tweak things. Well, you just got to think personal anything is like, you know, in itself could be an expensive thing. Yep. Because it's like you're basically like, you know, paying a person for a, a, a service. Mm-hmm. So it's like. And it's pers- it's allegedly personalized to each individual. Yeah, it's not for people like us. No. I, I think. No, no, no. Like, if we hit the lotto, maybe. No, I'd rather use that for other things. And, like, I wouldn't need that because it'd be a waste of money because I'd have a gym in my house. True. And it's like, why would I pay someone to make me do things I don't want to do when I could just have stuff that I can use when I don't want to? You know, at least they're not, like, hassling me. Mm -hmm. That's true. And you do get motivated. You get yourself motivated, so... You don't. Sure. It's not. It's not like you need to pay someone to motivate you. I think we all need a kind of motivation, but yeah, I don't, and some other people don't. But some people do. People are just built different, as well. Exactly. Speaking of people being built different, uh, I have here a quote, a rather lengthy quote, quote from Cody Rhodes. He does mention that he believes he's the best wrestler in the world. Uh, I am happy for him that he believes that. Uh, obviously, it's up for debate. I think the vast majority of people would disagree with that statement. Something like 99%. Uh, I'm not saying he's bad. Just, you know, best in the world is a big, big, bold statement. Uh, look, I'm going to disagree with you. You know, I think if you're going to be in that business... 
if you want to, you know, you have to believe that. You have to believe in your heart that you are that. It doesn't matter what you think, you know, and it, it doesn't matter, like, if that's not what you think. But what I can tell is from the reaction of the people in that arena is some of them do feel that way. Because if that was the case, then they would have shit all over him if they didn't, if some of them didn't believe that. Mm. It's like, it, it doesn't matter if you, if he is or isn't. It's that he believes he is. You know, professional wrestling is not, it's not just about moves. It's not just about blood. It's not just about weapons and steel chairs and stupid wedding segments. You know, <laughs> it's, it's about, like, I guess, did you watch the Hall of Fame? Yes, I finally got around. They finally put it on Peacock after another, another week. Undertaker says this thing that Vince has said, and I've heard people say that Vince says in interviews when people, they talk about Vince, is that perception is reality. You know what I mean? That's very important. So he doesn't have to be the actual best wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. He has to believe that. He has to, the people have to perceive that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you come there and you carry yourself that way and you believe that shit, then you can, you can be that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, who, who's, who's, who's there not to be the best wrestler in the world? You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I could kind of be splitting hairs between, between saying best wrestler in the world versus best sports entertainer in the world. Oh, God. Right. Listen, <laughs> this distinction, I don't think it matters as much as we try to make it. Mm-hmm. A wrestler is a wrestler. They're still doing the same job. Yeah. I just think he's factoring in, you know, the star power that he brings to WWE after leaving and starting AEW. And, you know, traveling the world as he did with uh, Ring of Honor, Impact, and uh, New Japan. Well, he said wrestler. Right, and that means wrestling. Hmm. Which so. I mean, that that's arguable. I just think you know, I think there are a lot of people that should be above him on that list. That's not his problem, right? So anyway, what he <laughs> what he <laughs> that's says my here, point that that's not his problem. Mm-hmm. So this is him talking about how he feels like he wasn't mature enough for the um the EVP role. That he had in AEW, and how he kind of essentially failed at trying to live in both worlds at the same time. So this is his quote here. He says, We wanted a wrestling company brought to you by wrestlers, for sure. That's a huge part of the mission. But maybe it would have been better served for me at age 45 than it did at age, you know, 33 or whatever it was. I'm just now entering the prime of my career. So to make political decisions, like boxing myself out of winning a world championship, those decisions in hindsight were not the correct decisions and what I should have been doing. You think? Right. I, I, I don't, like, I'm curious if that was his idea or if that was sort of Tony Khan's idea or someone else's. And he's like, yeah, that's okay. And kind of like left it at that I without really thinking about it. I think that was his idea. I think it's Cody's idea because that's not like you can't be a booker like Tony Khan Mm -hmm. and expect to ask that of a wrestler like Tony Khan's a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of shit is that to ask somebody to to relinquish the opportunity forever to be the man? 
in a company that they're wrestling in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why I th- I don't think that was Cody. It was um his idea. Mm-hmm. I think it was Cody's idea, and he put that on himself because he didn't want to be like he because he seen he didn't want to be a Jeff Jarrett right type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he didn't want he, it, did Cody like I don't know him very well, so this is just bro. So science, mm-hmm. bro, ther- bro, bro, psychology. Gotcha. <laughs> but like. He's a guy, and he he needs to be liked. Mm-hmm. Like he, that's why it's like maybe that thing where like he does not want to be a heel because he doesn't want people to boo him because mm-hmm. he thinks he's a really he's a good guy, mm-hmm. and that's what he wants to be. So I think that he doesn't want people to have like oh, oh uh, he's the champion because he booked himself because he's the his position or whatever. Mm-hmm. Once that's out. You know, then it's like, oh, you know, people trust you more. And they don't have that resentment on them. And it's like, like we say, wrestling's an ego business. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and even if it's not true, right? It, like in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, he's doing this and that. And the, the whole Triple H thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's kind of like he, 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 there was also that kind of heat that he had maybe against him. Mm-hmm. And like for that. And it's like, he'd be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I actually, pretty much your exact point. I made in response to someone's comment on the site. I'll get to that in a minute. Oh. Uh, yeah. So so there's, there's more to this. So I'll, I'm going to finish this quote here. Like I said, it's long. He, uh, he continues, I am the best wrestler in the world. I can tell you that without it sounding braggadocious, braggadocious, and it's simply because this is all I do. I train to do it. I live and breathe it. I have a school here with four rings. I treat this like an athlete in the NFL would treat a game. But with that in mind... I would need to go and be that. I wanted to be both, and it was just too difficult. And that's where I did not have the maturity to balance it. It wasn't a matter of being one of the boys versus not, because I'm no longer just one of the boys. I love it and wish I could be one, but I've been in this position before. I've been on the other side. I've been in these production meetings and things of that nature, and I've been part of the technical production. But I just think it would have served me better a little later in my life when I could look at a show and say, I don't want to be in the top spot. You need that good competition in your locker room, that positive, real competition. And if I can't be the best wrestler in the world on television because I'm afraid I'm going to offend colleagues because I am also their boss, that was the situation we were in, and I just played it in the middle. There was only so much playing in the middle I could do. Now, I'm not, oh, sorry. Now I'm not in charge of anything other than me and being a pro wrestler. I say to you, I'm the best wrestler in the world, and I've felt it for years. But now we're in a situation where I do have to be careful of how I say it, because I'm not carrying the belt. Brock and Roman combined these championships, and you have your undisputed WWE Universal Championship. That's the big one. I don't have it. So that may be the main difference between me and the other best wrestler in the world, is that one of them is wearing the title, and one isn't. End quote. Okay. Well, that sounds reasonable, I guess. I think so. I agree. I so think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, maybe if you spent less time on Go Big Show and doing more wrestling, then, yeah, I would agree with every single word he said. Mm-hmm. But he had his attentions in other places, too. Right. So let's not forget that. Like, it didn't happen. 
Yeah, he tried. Like, I feel like you got your reality show that takes time, mm-hmm. and it actually takes time. Like, it may not look like a lot of time and effort goes into producing these shows, these like American Idols, these go big shows, these like America's Got Talent or whatever. But like, this it takes time to do that shit. Yeah, like what, like what, like for 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 the roads to the top reality show, it's like, sure you're not working or they're just following you around while you're working, but that doesn't mean so. Like if if they're filming a day at home with the roses, for instance, you know you have a camera crew there. We've said on this podcast a lot of times, as soon as a camera is on you, you're acting different. It might be a little, it might be a lot, but. You know, having a camera on you during your day-to-day is going to put some added pressure on you to be maybe a, a slightly different version of yourself. And that's work. It's mental stress. It's emotional stress. It might not be major in that moment, but cumulative, you know, you're lo- literally losing these days off. Uh, I, I'm not crying for him because, you know, I know he's got all this money. He's from got all a bus. That. Yep. I think, um, switching gears briefly, I, I think that, uh, and this is probably obvious, that, you know, the road to the top and doing the Go Big show, uh, was, pr- he probably signed those deals at, primarily as a way to help get the word out about AEW more, because more people watch reality TV than wrestling, I think, so, and it's, it's obviously a different demographic, too, so if it can get mentioned and they, they could be like, oh, let me see what this is about, you know? We're gonna need to change that. All right, right now, I'm putting out an APB mm. to all the Basement Bookers fans, to all the Basement Bookerverse. It's time to save pro wrestling. So if you're at your relative's house and you walk in and auntie is sitting there watching The View, you shut that shit off. You throw a brick right through their TV. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you show them your favorite professional wrestling promotion. It's time to replace all the garbage and all the BS. You see Fox News? You see CNN on a TV? You see something that's not pro wrestling? You shut it down. You shut it down retribution style, and you get them in front of NWA. You get them in front of Impact. You get them in front of the WWE. You get them in front of whatever, whatever. And you fill them with the positivity. You Definitely steer them away from that bullshit wedding crap or that stuff we have no idea who it's for. Definitely. But pick your best segments. Yup. And and, and you tell them if they have a problem with that to contact Basement Jair at Basement Jair on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. And my real Twitter handle at Rich Riz. <laughs> so you just make it. You better know that it's, a, it's time for people to be watching wrestling. I don't care. Just... More positivity. The only tribalism I want to see is you AEW nerds and you WWE marks just feuding with each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's the best. <laughs> That's the best. It's That's so good. My favorite is like, like I'll I'll come across like the random Twitter thread of like just some rando just like acting like he's got a degree in professional wrestling, talking about AEW and how Tony Khan books and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And talking about how the, if they were Vince, they'd do it this way. And if it, this so-and-so was still on AEW, he'd be doing this. And if so-and-so was this, and Moxley's contract's up, he's going back 80. It's like, man, 
man, who cares what he does? He'll mm-hmm. do what he do. He's not going anywhere. Like, yeah. What you, shut up. And it's great. And this is the thing. It goes back to talking about the other guy who was like, oh, people with their business about my injuries or whatever. Just thank God anybody actually gives a damn. Exactly. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? It's like, oh, you're criticizing Tony Khan and AEW on Twitter. And so are a lot of people. Uh, well, obviously, in order to have this criticism, you must watch. So it's working. You haven't turned it off yet. We haven't turned off WWE yet, no matter how many freaking red marks I have in my highlights this week. And there are a lot. The only green is an AEW this week, by the way. If if you... You're right. Spoiler. So... <laughs> if you... I don't know, but I I think that was a pretty it was a pretty good rant, and I didn't mean for you to actually put a breakthrough on T's television. That's your problem. Don't do crazy stuff like that. Well, you know these are expensive. You know, since it was a brick, you gave me the idea. I feel like you owe me a TV. I listen. I listen. Everything to Rich the Riz at Rich the Riz <laughs> at Basement on Jerry. Twitter. That's Basement where Jerry. we do all the uh, all the things at Rich the Riz. Mm. So, or just, or you uh, just filter it directly through Basin Booker's, and I'll. Tag basement Jarenick. The only war I want to hear about is Raw's war. So <laughs> Raw is war. It'll, it'll it'll go directly through our uh, chief editing officer. Sure. Who is that? That's you. That's that is me. <laughs> uh, at Rich Torres. <laughs> no Twitter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the name is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh all right. On to the highlights, unless I don't think there's any other news at the moment. I don't know. That's I'm not the guy headline. who has that. Uh, yeah, no. Alrighty. Head. Not headline. Oh, Here Pat McAfee might be hosting Thursday Night Football for Amazon Prime. Interesting. Yeah. That's not the um, USFL deal that he shit on this week, right? No, it's the NFL. Oh, okay. Like, football football like why would he even enter okay not so much why would he entertain but like why would the usfl think they could lowball a former nfl player who has the kind of platform that he has with his podcast i i don't know about that but uh shoot your shot eh? sure but like i mean they they shot their shot it was a bad shot it was well short of the target and he kind of shit on them on smackdown real quick uh, hey, you know that's his platform. So <laughs> it's, it's it's one of at least two platforms he has. I would argue that the Pat McAfee show is the bigger platform sometimes, because more because if you think about it, he has a he has a broader fan base. Yeah, like it's not just wrestling; it's football; it's all the sports he mm-hmm. talks about, and he's just that good. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I'm sure I haven't looked, but I'm positive he brings in people from outside wrestling and football. Oh yeah, for sure. Anyway, I mean, I the two episodes, two, did I watch two? Brock, oh yeah, Brock and Vince, yeah. So the two episodes of the Pat McAfee show I watched, I really enjoyed. I'm not trying to plug it, but I'm just saying, uh, Real Recognize Real, good podcasts, recognize good podcasts. I think it's a fantastic podcast. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very animated, he's got a lot of energy, he's yep. just like the coolest guy ever. Mm-hmm. And his crew is down, and I wish that I had the energy to be as good uh, partners to him I I wish I had the energy to be as good part a partner to you as they are to him. I try. I I I wish that like instead of me, it was Pat McAfee with you on this podcast. Yo, would be a really really good podcast. 
<laughs> so I, I think if you replace either of us with Pat McAfee, it's a great podcast. Yeah, I think definitely, Pat. If you want my job, you can have it because obviously you're better than me. So uh, Pat, I can Pat, I will double his pay for you. He will. <laughs> He will follow the bookers. He will do a very good follow the bookers. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. So Pat, It would be Stu flipping my pencil. Pendus. Yeah. I had to flip the pencil there. Yeah, yeah. You got to uh. flip the pencil. I don't have any pencils to flip. So uh, in my mind, picture in your mind, I am flipping a pencil perfectly. Awesome. As only a perfect person can. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Monday Night Rollins, kinda. The, the uh, I don't know about all that. The first segment sucked, and I'll tell you why I didn't like the first segment. It was too long. It was it, it was, was too long. long for like a simple like, I wasn't ready for you, and that's why you beat me, and now I think I should pick an opponent for you. More than that, that. More than that. And keeping in mind my terrible by the memory. Way, yeah. By the way. Mm-hmm. Me doing that was still too long, but go ahead. Keeping in mind that my terrible memory, Seth basically gave the same complaint this week on Raw as he did last week on Raw. That he that he wasn't ready. It's like, so you already did this, now you just used the same promo and then added, okay, now you have a, a match with someone of my choosing. Yeah. Like, it's still the same excuse. He doesn't have to change the excuse. Like it's still a valid excuse, right? But this could this could have been done last week. Like, yeah, why wasn't it done week, last week? Did Owens have a match last week? Maybe he did. I don't know. No, I don't care. but it doesn't matter. Cody wrestled Miz. He had a match. That's why they couldn't do it last week. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But then, but they they still should have set this up last week. Then next week you're gonna have a match. Like when he when Seth was first giving this same promo. Yeah, but the thing is, my point is, don't waste my time with the same with the same promo again. Okay, well, that annoyed I, I, me. What if you didn't watch last week? They would have replayed it. They a hundred percent would have replayed it because that's what they do. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I just think that it, they definitely couldn't have done it last week because the plan was him to wrestle the Miz. That's what was advertised like since Friday night. And that's fair. But he could have so. said, next week you're going to face an opponent and I'm going to tell you who it is when you're in the ring. All right, yeah, but it doesn't even... Even so, like, the result was the most unshocking ever. Like, it was Kevin Owens. Like, And Seth fat-shaming him. Yeah, I wasn't even going to go that far. I don't take that personally. But, like... <laughs> what was I going to say? But if if you thought it was going to be anybody other than Kevin Owens, you've not been paying attention. For me, I, it's there not was that I no surprise. It's it's not that I didn't think it was going to be Kevin Owens. I just didn't think about who it would be because I knew they would disappoint me. Yeah, you're you're like it's easy to put the wool over your eyes. It's hard for you to get like get onto something sometimes. Like you don't pick up on stuff pretty good. Yeah. You get tricked, and that's actually something that I'm jealous of. <laughs> I wish I could be tricked like that and just be like, oh, shit, it's Kevin Owens. I can't believe it. Well, that, well that wasn't my reaction. <laughs> I was like, oh, this makes sense. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I knew it was coming right away. I, I, I barely paid attention, man. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Kevin Owens, my next red highlight is the Kevin Owens show with, with the lie detector test. The only good thing about this segment was, was uh, Chad Gable, I got to say. I, I don't understand why they keep harassing Ezekiel and... Just let him be, man. I, like, I, like there was a, a photo on social media with him and his brother sta- standing right next to each other. What more I, proof I, do you need? I don't know, but I like it better. I, I would have liked it better if it was roll with Ezekiel. You mm, know? You know, I like, like that. That's what I said last week, and they didn't do it this week. Because Ezekiel and, and the wheel or something. They want him to speak. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. Well, maybe they'll figure it out later. What did he do with the wheel? I, like, there's a song. I, just, I can't fill in the blank there. Ezekiel blank blank wheel. I don't know. But I the only reason I remember it is because... So, back in... Back in the day when I was in, like, junior high school or whatever, there was a game called Command and Conquer. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the game, it's basically... It's it's like a StarCraft game. It's like a World of War... It's like Warcraft game. Real-time like strategy game. RTS game. And, like, one of the teams is the Brotherhood of Nod. And, like, they're, they're the bad guys, obviously. And, like, one of the... The guy, the lead guys. Look, I want. I've deployed this machine, and you're gonna use it to kill these guys. I call it Ezekiel's wheel. And then I'm like, is that a Bible thing? I'm like, I think it's a Bible thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah. There you go. Because you know, if you think if the guy's name was Cain, and it's the Brotherhood of Nod. Cain. Remember, Cain was banished to the land of Nod after he freaking murdered his brother or whatever. Ah, I didn't know that part of the story. So. Yeah, it's, it's 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 only to to us bro theologians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know. <laughs> well, I know Ezekiel something about a wheel from some song I had to learn way back in the way back in junior high school in chorus. So, yep. I think so he saw the they, wheel. I don't know may, what the wheel did. I don't know. Maybe it was a spaceship. Could have been. Probably Could've was. Been. I've seen episodes of Ancient Aliens. Maybe they mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So, my next highlight here, also read for Raw, not, well, read because it's bad, uh, happened on Raw, something you, you alluded to earlier, the double wedding. The fact that, like, I understand the reason why Sasha Banks and, and Naomi were there, mm-hmm. but, I don't know, I always felt like there was this hidden rule that like top tier talent don't get involved in stupid segments like this. You know what I mean? I'm trying to remember what. It... Oh, cause Tamina. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Team Bad or whatever. Right, right, right. Which this whole segment was bad. Yes. And not even our truth could save it. He tried. You know, uh, he did, and it's like, and I can't believe that a lot of. Wrestling Twitter actually liked it. At some point, the fans were chanting something, and he responded, and I felt like he missed an opportunity. I Speaking of missing opportunity, I don't remember what it was, though. They were doing what chants? Right. And I remember thinking to myself, the only thing worse than what than bad segments are what chants during the bad segments. Hmm. Oh, that's... Unfortunately, that is Austin's fault. And... No, it's these. They're, they, the fans have, too. But. People have agency. You can't keep blaming people for like inventing a thing. You That's know what true. I mean? And 
Well, I guess some things you can really blame them for inventing it. But, like, whatever. That's not what I mean. But I mean, like, something like that. Like, you made the choice, and you know that's annoying, and that's what you're doing. And you know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other ways. But I guess it's a more friendlier way to voice your disapproval or... I don't know. It's just like every time somebody leaves a space, I'm like, oh, no, here it comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no one's really immune to it. So It's tough, man, because I know I'm pretty sure that that they're taught to – like when they're delivering a promo or just talking to leave some space for the audience to digest what was just said before you start transitioning to the next – point you're making i get that but it it shouldn't be so bad to the point where they can say what kind of on cue like it, it's rhythmic it shouldn't be so rhythmic people don't talk like that like if, if if it was me and i had some like modicum of creativity in like high pressure situations i would just like start doing an austin impression <laughs> and just mess with them That'd be great. <laughs> but, like, if you're a heel, that wouldn't work because then you'd get over. No, exactly. Like, as a heel, just be like, you just insult their intelligence. It's like, yes, I understand. It's the easiest words for you to say mm-hmm. because you're stupid. See, that's good. And then when they do it again, be like, stupid says, and then they say, what? You know, and <laughs> it's like, there you go. And you do that. That's great. Mm-hmm. You see, I like, I can't even think on the spot like that. Well, I said in a high-pressure situation, that's not what this is. Yeah, no, it's, it's just not. me bullshitting with you. Yeah, true. I just, I, my brain isn't that quick anymore. Yeah. Probably all those uh, headbangs when I was a kid. So anyway, that reminds me of something else I wanted to bring up about Cody Rhodes. I listened to uh, the Busted Open uh, radio show this week, po- the podcast. Uh, they were talking about Cody Rhodes. Bully has a theory. Bully thinks that Cody Rhodes is coming off heelish with by using like big words and kind of talking a little slower than most other talent. And I I think he has a point. What I think he's what I think is happening here is I think he's actually kind of continuing the character path that's that he started in AEW, where like he was kind of getting heelish towards the end, even though he was still acting face, he was, you know, the like the fans are turning on him. I think he is eventually going to turn, if, in particular, during the his world title feud when he gets it, because the theory is he's gonna he's gonna win Money in the Bank, but that's still a few. I months hear off. Roman's holding the belts and sold next year, next WrestleMania. Right, I heard that so also. There's all there's all sorts of things we could hear. It's true, but as like as we know, nothing. They call it the pencil for a reason because it has an eraser. Any of this can change until it actually happens on TV. All right, there's no need to get all serious. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Damn. All right. All right. Please. So, <laughs> so I think what's going to happen is his quest for the title for his dad is going to turn into a a quest for the title for him. And it's going to become... And at that point, he'll, like, really just go heel. I think he's he's kind of just continuing the super slow burn that he started in AEW. I think he says, like, I'm not going to turn heel, but that's part of it. 
you know? I yeah. think that that's part of the sto- the story he's trying to tell here. I I know I say this sometimes and I'm also guilty of this, but I think I think Bully Ray might be projecting. I think to me they're not big words, mm-hmm. so maybe his vocabulary is a little bit limited. Mm-hmm. Like no disrespect uh Bully, like I don't like to read either. Mm-hmm. You know, I also feel that Education is a little bit overrated. You know, I think people, they, they walk around thinking they're all high and mighty because they can spell words the right way. Don't boo education. You know? And they think that they can go out there and put numbers together and get another number or whatever, <laughs> thinking they're all, well, look at me. Well, guess what? Guys like you and me, bully, we don't need that shit. But really, I think you might be projecting. I know, I know, it, it could be tough, but really, I don't think the words are that big. He might be, but, um, the, but pair that with the slow cadence and it does come off a little condescending. Uh, I don't I, I don't get that. I get being clear and concise, you know, so mm-hmm. that make no mistake. Like, I don't want you to make any mistake when you're listening to the words that I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that you're picking up what I'm putting down currently. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my interpretation. And, you know, the Bully Ray, he's in, he's a wrestling guy. He knows all the shit. So mm-hmm. maybe he's right. But in my heart, it's just my opinion. I think he might be reading too much into it. And this might be one of those things, you know. Like, I'm not always, like, right about stuff. I mean, I made some bold predictions. By the way, I was only a week off in Fury getting the – and uh, Fury. I don't know why I said Fury. Theory ah. becoming the United <laughs> States champion. Austin Fury. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was going to happen. I said, like, people asking, the, you know, what's the prediction in our wrestling group? Make a bold prediction. I'm like, Austin Theory becomes U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen that week. It was a week later. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty good at that stuff. Sometimes you nail it. So you weren't wrong. No. Um, and it wasn't even a shock to me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was weird that they sent the heels to celebrate with him. It's like I didn't know heels cared if like people won or not that weren't them. Yeah, it was weird. Um, they're supposed to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, you know what? Like I said, he could be right. But I don't know. It's one of those things. I think this might be too much. Sometimes we read into things too much. Uh, all the time. That's what yeah. we do. Um, ultimately, I think. Vince might kind of just be like leaving it open ended, kind of seeing where it goes because it could go either way, and he's allowing it to sort of toe the line. Well, Vince says he listens to the audience, mm-hmm. so that's what this is. That's what it all is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't explain the whole Thunderdome era, but uh, you know, when there's a Thunder live audience, he listens to them. Yep. So the double wedding was dumb. Like the Tamina switching everyone back and forth and everything, I feel like all it did was get a brief cheap pop for the potential possibility of a kiss between Tamina and Dana Brooke. It felt like extra filler. Like the wedding itself was filler. I feel like that. Delay was extra filler. Yeah, I was just trying to be polite and say this. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'm happy for 
everyone involved to be able to be on TV if that's something they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. I'm good with that. It's just that I didn't buy a ticket. So, you know. Mm-hmm. The, I, the, I am not the wronged party here. Like, uh, I was robbed of a little bit of time, but I could have fast-forwarded at any time. But I chose to sit through it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was the wrong call. And we, so. <laughs> we we found out, uh, maybe it was last week or maybe it was this week, that this entire storyline is for Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. He likes yep. it. We finally found him. So that's good. The one guy. The one guy. And that's all we needed to know. Who was it for? There we go. And let's close the door on that. Uh, my next red highlight here. It's something I've criticized in the past. It's a, it's a plot device, and it's stupid. The arm wrestling challenge is coming up next week. I I couldn't believe it. But then at the same time, I was also like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, of course this is what the next logical step is. So, spoiler alert, it ends in a brawl. Yeah, it's going to end in a brawl, like... And it's weird, though, because in this situation... In this situation, Bobby Lashley is the smaller guy. Usually, like, the like the heel is usually the one that's supposed to be, like, the weaker one. Because they're, supposed, they're, they're proposing that Omos is supposed to... Even though Bobby Lashley beat him, is supposed to be, like, unstoppable. And I'm... I, I don't know. Bigger and stronger it, than Lashley, allegedly. So is this the first arm wrestling thing for um, Bobby Lashley? Because I know Mark Henry did it with John Cena. I don't remember. There was a Triple H and um, Rick Steiner. I think maybe, maybe there was a Strowman with somebody. Maybe Strowman and Elias. There was something where Strowman did that arm wrestling thing. I feel like if Lashley did an arm wrestling thing in his WWE career, that it was, I don't know, some reason I'm there. It is. I'm picturing him in Big Show from back Braun, in the day. Braun Strowman did. This is the other one for Bobby Lashley because mm. he arm wrestled Braun Strowman. Okay. Uh, I knew he had. Okay, so I have a list. I did my due diligence. Nice. This is from What Culture, and uh, see, sometimes I, I try to bring us into a thing because I have information. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesaro and Mark Henry did one. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like around the King of Swing gimmick. Okay. Um, then you got, hang on, um, Kane and Mark Henry did one. I don't remember that one, but it was, you know, Unmasked Kane. Uh, the John Cena, Mark Henry one, I already said. Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, you know, that one. Bailey did one with Dana Brooke. Hmm. There's a lot of these. Mark Henry, again, with Sheamus. Well, Mark Henry as the world's strongest man. Makes sense yeah. that people would want to. Rue Seven, Mark Henry. I think Mark Henry's got the record for arm wrestling matches. Probably. Mr. McMahon and Zach Gowan. Oh, yo, that was... I remember seeing that. God, we were so drunk. Didn't Vince kick his leg out, too? I think that would be the move. <laughs> Triple H and Great Khali did one. Yeah. 
And the Scott Steiner Triple H one we talked about already. So, there you go. Every time... Like, I hate to be the idiot that point that calls anything in wrestling a plot device, because ev- all of wrestling is a plot device, but... Uh, I feel like it's it's a time waste. Well, it's There's a test be- of strength, you know? It's showing, like, you know... If, who, I don't know. Some people are into that. It's a simple thing, I think. You know how, like... You know, a punch, people, like, you know, been punched, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, like, they there's less of a chance of them being, I don't know, suplexed or body slammed or whatever. So that's why they react to, like, punch to strikes and stuff better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because, like, maybe not for these new kids coming up, but, like, you, everybody's arm wrestled mm-hmm. at one point in their life. So that's, like, relatable. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, and it's like this primal, like, who's the stronger chimp? You know what I mean? It's that whole, like, am I stronger than that chimp? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Down to, like, our baser instincts. And I think that's just a silly thing that they, that's going to, it's going to, it's never going away. Mm-hmm. It'll I, always be there. I remember this kid in my junior high school, or maybe high school, I don't remember exactly. But he said that it's, so I don't know about you. I, like, I, I never received any, like, sort of coaching the small handful of times that I arm wrestled. Uh, P.S. I'm pretty sure I lost all of them, but um, like it's not just a one, a single motion like right to left or left to right if you're doing it lefty. It's like you pull with the bicep up and in, and then you round you round the corner and then you push with your tricep down. I never did it that way. I ne- I always was trying to just you know go like the hands on a clock, you know, straight yeah. around as opposed to up and then down. Uh, what I do is I reach deep down into my heart and I, I cry out for the Holy Spirit and I see how much of it I can channel into my arm. And, it, you know, a lot of times I lost, but that's that's neither here nor there. There you go. You know, it's really about over, you know, you got to just get, you know, put the power in. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's believe in yourself or whatever. Yeah. So the main event Raw, I didn't bother highlighting because it just... I hate the phrase. It just it was what it was. Kevin Owens got counted out because Seth Rollins was fat shaming him. Yup. Like get in there. What do you say? Get in there, you fatty or fat ass or. I thought he called him a fat piece of shit, but uh, I <laughs> forgot that it's Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So it's not AEW. Yeah, I'll come back to NXT. Let's do SmackDown. Uh, yeah, and all highlights here are also red. The the contract signing, dumb. And then the further super emasculation of poor submissions oh. expert Drew Gulak. Oh no, no, no! It's not right, man. It's like you're you're gonna like lock him in a cross arm breaker, put his arm un- his hand under your armpit, so you then with your now two free hands sign the damn contract. At least with. With Ronda Rousey, it's believable to me mm-hmm. that that would happen, but I don't like it. Right? And like, it's okay if a heel does it, but Ronda Rousey's supposed to be a face. Yeah. Why am I popping for this? I'm not. Why is anyone? Po- I, I wasn't, but like, why is anyone popping for this? I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like some people. I guess I don't know. You know what, man? Is this honestly, a girl power thing? And I, I missed the memo. Look, like, all right. I'm okay with it, but, you know, tell me that's what it is. I, I haven't... Right, I'm very I, congested right here. I'm trying to breathe here. Oh, I'm right. sorry. 
All right, go ahead. No, that, that was my point. It's like maybe is is it a girl power? Why is why are they putting Ronda over Drew Gulak? Why are they putting Charlotte over Drew Gulak in these situations? Like last week, last week was forgiven because it was a she was a heel. Now Ronda doing it doesn't make sense. Yeah. See, I I saw the red flag like as soon as it happened before, and I was really ringing the alarm on this. Um, but I disagree with it, and sometimes I also think when you to, to when you were like, who's why am I who's popping for this? Who's cheering for this? I think a lot of like a lot of like classic, you know, professional wrestling. You know, I think it's going away mm-hmm. because the the audience is changing. You know, so with as the audience is changing, like it's cha- like I'm starting to notice that they're trying to change for them, mm-hmm. and it like it's it's coming to where a lot of it's not really for me. You know what I mean? So we're getting phased out, like, like Cornet. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. You know, I'm not like you know stuff that he. You know, that's the thing. It's a generational thing. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Could we be getting aged out? You know what I mean? Could be. And that's why that's good. That, like, maybe I'm just losing my mind or just projecting or whatever. No, I, 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 think, I think you're right. You know, the thing is you do have to change with the times. And, like, I'm okay with that, but explain it to me. Explain to me why this person who is – unless they're just cr- – they just want to shit on Drew Gulak. Maybe he's on his way out from WWE, and they know this, and it just has the the news just hasn't broken yet, and they're shitting on him on the way out like they did to Ambrose. It's worse than that. It is. Well, um, they wanted to put him in a match with Nia Jax. Remember? I'm at, yeah, I do, but they but it never happened because I think both you know, of them said no. I. I I, honestly, I don't. I don't think that it was offered to Gulak yet. And if when it is, he'll say yes. I just think that there's different kinds of people, and I think he's a kind of guy. It's not that he'll just do whatever you tell him to do. It's that he sees you giving him something like this as a challenge. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know what his plan is, but I know how it comes off across to me. And you just told us how it came across to you. Mm-hmm. It's I look if he's going out there because he it's a challenge to him, and he wants to do the best he can do, thinking that this is going to go somewhere. Then more power to him. I got but, no, I got nothing against Gulak for accepting this role. Uh, like I'm just saying that this um, this store the this angle or this uh, this narrative. Is not for me. Yeah. That, that's all it is. You know, ultimately, dude's on TV every weekend getting paid, so so good for him. But you're burying the character. If he's Don't if he's okay with it, then great. But again, it's it's not it's not helping the character's credibility with but the yeah, audience. I, I wanted to finish what I was saying. Sorry. Um just I don't want to lose the but I, I was thinking like, oh, what the hell are they doing? But he, they did, he, they, he brought back the 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 PowerPoint. That was great. You know, there so was I'm a like, pop. Yeah, so I'm like, wait a second. 
So maybe there. That's why I was thinking maybe there's something to this. Mm-hmm. So it's. I'm gonna put this on my. If it disappears next week, fine, whatever. Thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So like, if it disappears, fine, whatever. But don't drag it out. Yeah. Like like it, maybe this will piss him off and he'll, and he'll come back and start you know suplexing everyone. Maybe. But maybe not. We don't know yet. Uh, in the meantime, it, it just doesn't look good for Gulak. That's all I'm saying. Next bad segment was backstage, Ricochet talking to Aaliyah. Uh, she needs practice, so she's getting the practice. I also feel like the, the script they were given, that there was just nothing good for either of them to work with. I think they need to make Ricochet a man of fewer words. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, because... It's like Ricochet's awesome until he starts talking. Yes. And that's the problem. And uh, you know what? And uh, it's not lost on me that people listening to this podcast currently may think that about me. (laughs) So I'm not unaware. Mm -hmm. But if I'm as talented as Ricochet is in the ring, which I'm not, if I was, then I'd take that as a W. The Heyman theory, accentuate the positives, Hide the negatives. I think every time he's about to talk, you just do like, you just interrupt him. Mm-hmm. Just like have some, just silent Bob his ass. Like they were doing, just, like they were doing with MSK. Every time they would tell the story of why they called MSK. Yeah, just do that. But with everything that, anytime Ricochet tries to open his mouth and let his actions speak, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's all you got to do with this guy. Um, yeah, it's, ooh, it's rough, man. It's rough. I I really hope they don't take the belt off of him, you know, to put it on like Jinder Mahal or something. Yeah, or Shanky. He's got a match with Shanky next week, and Jinder yeah. was like, "What's up with that?" Um, I I didn't write down what he said because it whatever it is, is isn't like it'll either culminate or it won't. Yeah. Um. But hey, what about Veer? Remember Veer coming all over Dominic and giving it hard to Ray or whatever it was. Yeah. He's, he's a guy, you know. He's a guy. Ray, I, I, you know, Ray must be in uh, COVID protocol or something. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, it or was maybe spo- he's selling. Maybe. Didn't, like, I don't... So, the week that Dominic... Oh, we're talking about for real. Yeah, for real. maybe the week, the week that Dominic got uh, put in the... Uh, what's it called? The clut... The, Clavicle clutch, cervical clutch. The Veerman. Yeah, the Veermahan. The cervical clutch. It was supposed to be Ray in that match. Ray wasn't anywhere on Raw that week. SmackDown, whatever the fuck show. I don't care. Um, which whichever show I have all red highlights for. Um, it was supposed to be Ray that week, and Ray was like no explanation of why he wasn't there, and Ray wasn't there this week either. Veer Veer squashed at an enhancement talent. Yeah, was it like Trey Good or something like something that? Goods? It was G O D Z. It's in my yeah, head somewhere. I just remember him being shit on by the announce team. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I remember. Oh, wait, Teddy Goods was uh, Gunter's opponent. I don't remember Veer's opponent. Oh, that's it's, right. Yeah, because Cole and Pat were just like. <laughs> yeah, it's in my notes somewhere. So it was, yeah, uh, where. Jabroni Johnson. Oh, cool. It's good old Jabroni Johnson's back out there. Getting work. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, next red highlighted segment uh, was Kayla interviewing Sasha and Naomi, right? Sure. And Naomi says, "Well, we've we've beaten. Uh, they beat Zelina Vega and Carmella, and they beat Liv and Rhea. And then says it doesn't matter who's next. It's like you beat two teams. We beat two teams. It doesn't matter. Bring who's them next. on. It's but like, if you if in their opinion though, and you're like if you think about it in their defense, like well, who else is there really? You know that's fair. Like if you think but, about how many teams there are. Right, but doing that only highlights just how few women's tag teams there are. I guess, but what else was they supposed to do? Something else. You know, the shit was written for them. They could have written it better. <laughs> God damn it, people! Write it better. Your job is to write. Oh man. Yeah, I guess, but like, I, I was just thinking, like, to your credit, like, I. Well, I don't know what I would say. Like, what 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 else would there be? I feel like this is the kind like, of we'll thing. We'll fight anybody. We'll wrestle anybody. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, like that's fine. But like, don't run down all two teams you you beat. I would have done. I would have just did like a rock style promo. I would have just been like, we beat Liv Morgan. We beat Rhea Ripley. We. What were the other two? We beat Carmella and Zelina. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about this? Next week, if they break up, we'll wrestle Liv Morgan and Carmella. We'll wrestle Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We'll beat all of them. Yeah. That's Say, it. give us any makeshift uh, women's tag team you got. Yeah, there you go. Because there aren't any real... T- like, that would have been an okay statement. You just did the promo. Just be like Naomi, like I'm Naomi. This is Sasha Banks. We're former SmackDown Women's Champions or whatever. We're the tag team champions. This is a real unit. We got unity. We're a real family up in here. Mm-hmm. All those other teams, just a bunch of dumb broads thrown together, you know, and just boom like that. We are real unit. Yeah. None of them can beat us. I, I, that's it. Like that seems really easy, and I feel like if they even though technically they're just two people thrown together, but they do have history. Exactly. So like if if the writers literally just took two more minutes to sit and think about this segment, they could have like it could have been much better and less for me to criticize. I'm, yeah. And like I'm not I'm not trying to just crap on the product. Like, anything that WWE has done this week that I thought was good, I would have highlighted in a good way. They just didn't give me anything. They should put Tamina with them get and get her the 24-7 championship. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, everyone either has gold or is chasing gold. Exactly. <sighs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Anyway. Well, I think we've given them enough. We have. Last, the last thing, and I mentioned this way about an hour and 16 minutes ago, give or take. Sammy w- came into, was allowed onto the Isle of Relevancy briefly to talk to the head of the table, the tribal chief, and tell him how people are talking crap about him, like Drew... Or whoever, I think that was the point, is like talking trash about him or Randy Orton and Riddle or all three of them together, I think was the point of it. And Roman bites. Yeah, that, it was a little weird for me and disappointing at the same time. It's like finding out that, you know, there really isn't a fat man in a suit bringing gifts to your house. Yeah. Like, actually your parents buying you shit. Yeah, especially with the... with. 
the wise man there, like, don't let your tribal chief be manipulated like that. Because there's no way Heyman didn't see through that. Yeah, I mean, they watched the show. Yeah. Like, everything on the TV is what's happening right there. Did he see any of that? None of that was on there. I, I get the point that... Like I, if it didn't happen on camera, it didn't happen. Exactly. Like, like I don't... Uh, I understand the story they're trying to tell. That Roman doesn't want anyone disparaging the bloodline. Yeah, so he's like a dumb little kid. Like, you call him a poopy head, he's gonna get all. He's gonna believe you, and then. Just or like, you say you say the guy over there in the corner that just beat me up, or that's about to beat me up, called him a poopy head. Yeah, it's like what? Like I say, it's very, it's it's. It, I'm, I'm I'm I'm. You bringing this back up is just I'm is scarring my soul. So. Yeah, it, it was it's bad good that you bring it up. Here's the fix, though. Here's the fix. Have Sammy's aim kit put put through a table. Yes, you okay. you somehow you, you have Roman or the Usos even tell Sammy they're not gonna do shit that he says without well period they're not like they're not his uh, personal bodyguards or like um, mercenaries or anything like that they're not gonna go attack someone just because he says so and don't try to manipulate the tribal chief again. Yeah. And then you do it anyway. Mm. In case what Sammy was saying is true. But also, we're not doing it for you, Sammy. We're doing it because they might be talking about us and we don't want that. We want to set an exa- make an example out of these guys. Right. That's how you do it. That's with, with the same result, but also showing that they're not doing it because Sammy said so. Yeah, man, it's not like they lost their butch or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Pete Dunn. Poor Pete Dunn. I, you know, unlike with the Gulak thing, I'm I'm pretty sure he hates this. I want. I don't know. I I feel like this is a more fun angle for Pete Dunn than getting put in an armbar by Ronda Rousey is. You know, but I don't know. How many times are you gonna let this guy get rolled up by the backwoods? It, you know, you 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 backwoods is like a brand of like um like a cigar. Is it that you? Yeah, these days, like I don't know from experience, but in the circles, I may or may not run into or know of like they roll blunts with uh, with mm. backwoods okay so it's so cheap like, cigar yeah so when like they were talking about the backwoods pat was like making some innuendo in there that probably not a lot of people caught up on because they don't know what a backwoods is yeah i didn't do you so. remember what, what what he said no okay um i was gonna text you and in messenger and stuff but then when you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, I, I would just be like, I can't explain this. I don't know how. And I'll just forget. That's exactly what so, would have happened. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, should I text him about this? I'm like, nah, he doesn't. One, one thing I caught that I thought was funny that uh, Pat said, um, whoever, uh, Jey Uso, when Jey Uso was uh, chopping Riddle, right? Yeah. Maybe it was Jimmy. I don't remember. It's in my notes, but I'm not looking because I don't want to lose my place. Um, well, whoever they were lost, so it doesn't matter which one they are. Exactly. So, 
uh, Riddle was getting chopped, and Pat says, uh, he said something like, uh, Riddle's getting, uh, chopped, and right behind his, his, uh, chest there is his lungs, which already took a beating this week. (laughs) That was great. It's, It's like, it's subtle, but not. Like, if you don't know what the hell he's talking about, you, you just have no clue. But then it's like, oh, okay, 420, got it. RVD day. RVD day. Yeah. Um, the guy with the Charlie Chaplin mustache's birthday. Um, oh, I didn't know that. You know, I, I yeah. you probably tell me that every year, and I forget just because it's not something that I'd want to commit to memory for. Whatever. There's a, there's more important shit that I need to remember that I don't. So. So oh, and let's do NXT. NXT has uh yeah boy yeah boy so NXT has <laughs> yeah boy <laughs> a highlight a different kind of highlight because there's something going on here uh let's hit the reds first let's go in chronological order here of the show um pretty deadly brag and everything and apparently there's no more grizzled young veterans did you notice that. Yeah, because they're you know what it is. It's Vince and the names. Like everybody's name is gonna change. But I didn't know that. I don't think the Grizzled Young Veterans were a tag team before NXT. So I I thought that was a Vince or a WWE thing. Well, if they're getting switched to one word, it means they could be on their way up. I don't think they switched one word. It's just Gibson and Drake. Yeah, one word names. Oh, single. Well, yeah, but like. Oh, I don't know. You know, now that you mention it, I don't remember. They lost. I don't remember the, their first names being mentioned. I'm just talking exactly. about as the tag team being known as Gibson and Drake. That's what I mean. I think they're just going to be that. It's it's more generic. Look, I like them. You like them. I don't think they're going to last very long. We'll see. I think Zach Gibson's uh, promo skills are good enough to certainly keep them on TV. On the main roster. Yeah, but they took the words grizzled young veterans away from him. He says those very well. He does, but... That was his whole thing. That's like taking what away from Stone Cold. (laughs) Mm. We can still do Liverpool's number one or whatever. He hasn't done that in a long time either. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. I I I think his, uh, his... Heel persona is strong enough to hold to hold his own. Like if if anything, they'll they'll split him from James Drake and Gibson will keep going on his own. I like James Drake. Ah, uh, he never connected with me. I, I guess. But uh, you know, again, different strokes. Like I sure. I, ne- I never got much of a personality from him. Or if I did, it like, and this may seem wrong, but like the personality didn't match the look. Like for instance, sure. for instance, like him, him and Gibson, you know, they're a tag team, they're buddies, whatever. Their looks don't mesh. Like why? Because one guy's balding and the other one's got long hair. Well, not like like um, Drake is like Gibson is clean cut and everything. Look, uh, you know, and James Drake is just not. I I feel like it. Like I don't know. They they didn't visually mesh for me 
And then personality-wise, again, I didn't get much of a personality from, from Jake. All I ever got from Drake was just playing off the awesome promo skills of Zach Gibson. But that's me. We're talking a lot more about NXT than I thought we would. Because I hated it. I mean, I didn't... I, there are no positive highlights here in NXT the, either. Like that Braun Breaker stuff. It's like, yeah. you know he was going to push you, dude? Like, you're... Like you got up there somehow. Like did did or did you not notice that? Hey, the railing is gone. Yeah, and this we're gonna get to that. Which I promise we'll get to it. He's the, he's this guy's the worst parts of Bray Wyatt. You no, know fuck it. What what was up with the Druids? I well look, the Undertaker's gone. You know, Edge doesn't use them. They need work somewhere. They needed the money. They needed the money. It was either that or, you know, following the rules of the road and picking up men at the truck stop. You know, they had they had to do something. Um, so I know they're turning a corner with Joe Gacy here with this. Uh, oh, yeah. I hope off the cliff <laughs> and out of my face forever. Well, they, they might actually do that. Given Good. The, the shit they've done. But like. He he's certainly become much more unhinged. And where's Harlan? Waiting in the wings. I think that's the word that they use. Like maybe that they're not showing him for a reason. Could be COVID protocol or concussion protocol. Maybe he's hurt. Or, or so you're not thinking about him, and he gets involved in the match. To me, he's more conspicuous by his absence. Well, that maybe that's the plan. Remember, the audience is changing, so it might not be to your mega brain. It might be to like somebody who's not thinking like you are. True, and one maybe someone in their teens could be. And so, so one other thing, and this is something NXT has been doing for a while now that that's bugged me. Um, so did you, you've seen old episodes of ECW, right? Like you know the syndicated stuff. Sure. So like a lot of matches. You start with, like, two guys, they're fighting, you know, having the match, and, you know, no rules or whatever, and literally half the rest of the locker room get involved because all these other storylines are tied together in some way, right? Mm -hmm. WWE kind of stopped that, but I feel like they're bringing it back. So what I have here in the – what match is this? Let me see. Let me find it. Um, Carmella Hayes and Santos Escobar, right? Yeah. Here, here's my notes. With the ref dealing with a chair, the trick head slid into the ring. Two guys in suits appear at ringside. So this is uh, Tony D'Angelo allegedly getting involved, right? One of them clips Santos's knee with a crowbar before leaving. Hayes beats Santos with a flying leg drop immediately thereafter. Post-match, Hayes says Trick took out Solo last week, so his path is set for the North American title. Grimes comes out. That's a new storyline now. And says he's feeling uh, Trick's feeling confident now, but he didn't feel confident enough last week to tell him to his face that he wanted a title match, or I guess Hayes rather. So he he's just offering it himself. Solo comes out of nowhere, new storyline now, takes out Trick, then Hayes, then tells Grimes, new storyline now, that he's next. That's four storylines in one segment. It's all connected. It is, but it's complicated like it's a lot i feel like they're just they're trying to pack a lot of content into one segment and like 
This was, thankfully, the only segment that got to that extent this week, but I feel like last week and the week before, that happened two or three times. Yeah. So, I guess this is for the younger viewer with a shorter attention span that within one segment you're getting essentially like three or four different segments smushed together. So... If you're paying attention to it, you'll get all that. If you're not paying attention to it for whatever reason, you're going to miss all that. Roderick Strong. He's tired of having factions blow up in his face, or whatever he said. Yeah, and he's going to make the decisions around here, Malcolm. Yeah. You, You do that, Roddy. You know, after Rampage, I'm starting to think who really wears the pants at home. Yeah, so that was a good match. Oh yes, it was. And I'm happy about that. Very like very very minor criticisms that I, that like I honestly don't even specifically remember, but I like that match a lot. Um, one, I like that all of Marina Shafir's offense seems centered around her MMA skills. That is accentuating the positives about someone. That is taking her own strengths and only focusing on that. Good shit. I didn't like her in NXT. I didn't see anything. She seems to have improved greatly. Maybe most of that is just focusing on taking MMA moves and and making them pro wrestling moves. I just think any... uh, Like a lot of people that used to be on NXT, Mm -hmm. they just look really impressive on... um an AEW show. I, it could be that too, but you know, Jade's also improving. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe it is the opponent she's working with. I don't know, but we know she's working with uh, Brandon Anderson. Yeah. He's a really Brandon Anderson. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Danielle Camella. Uh, I don't know if you remember her. She wrestled uh, Britt Baker this week for a shot into the Owen tournament was Vanessa Bourne in NXT who didn't get a whole lot of TV time but she was there. You know The Visionary or the Vision. Being, being there is really what you can mm-hmm. be in there, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's better than most people get. Mm-hmm. Uh the pairing of Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. I like it because Mark Smart St- Mark Sterling's got his hand in a lot of like pockets. You know, it's, I think, well, obviously it's good for him. I think it's good for Tony Nese because I think he's better on the mic than Tony Nese. I think there's few people that are not better than him on the mic. Yes. Um, and, you know, like like we said before, like some people, they benefit from someone who can, you know, convey, like, for instance, it's not because, not just because he can't talk, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing for you to talk about how you're a premier athlete and you're this and you're that, but to have someone that um, has obviously shown to know what talent is, mm-hmm. which is why it's a good thing he's got Jade as like his number one client. It's like, well, if he sees this and this person, then obviously. This guy knows what he's talking about. So when he talks about Tony Nese being a premier athlete, it comes off better than Tony Nese talking about how he's a premier athlete. Yep, and in that exact vein, I feel like we're kind of getting in Heenan family territory. 
where Heenan had Andre, then Heenan had, um, I think he had heel Big John Stud for a little bit. Uh, I don't remember who else, but Heenan was manning a bunch of uh, a bunch of other guys that weren't directly doing stuff together until they were. Like if if someone was feuding with Andre, you know, the rest of the family would intervene when the numbers would work in their favor. Let me be clear. Rich DeRiz is in no way stating that Smart Mark Sterling is anywhere near the talent level of Bobby Heenan. Not what he least. means is it's a similar thing. Right. That's all he's saying. Right, which I think is good. I had good. to get that cleared up mm-hmm. for you there. Yeah, it's it's kind of following the same path of just like building he building a brand. Yeah, it worked before, but let's just let's just wait because even and if you think about it, I don't know if you remember Rampage very well. Looking at my notes right now. When you're watching Rampage, and I think Adam Cole, he was in a match or whatever, and like on the bottom, you know how like like you'll see a thing about what match is coming or whatever. Mm-hmm. The little graphic had, it was Jade with the belt across from Marina Shafir. Mm -hmm. And in that picture is also Smart Mark Sterling. Yep. So he's being featured. So that, you know, lends to that. Mm -hmm. You see, that it's what they want you to see and what they're showing you who's important. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like to a lot of people's criticism, AEW is, is tripping over their own two feet in some ways. But they're, but the things that they're doing well seem to be working very well for them. Did you see the meme where it's like a little kid and on the couch, like he's eating an apple and on the couch there's a bunch of other apples that are like just one bite is taken out of them? Nope. And the kid is Tony Khan and on the apples it's like different wrestlers that he brought in. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's like... <laughs> well, you, you know... You... Like Tony Storm, Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. and then like in his hand is whoever the current one is. You have to... You got to find a fit. Like... It's it's true what um, Jack Evans said. You know, you get there's only a finite amount of TV time that they have, so you have to like the whoever the fans are really latching onto, he's going to give them more time. The you know CM Punk, Brandon Anderson, MJF, right? As far as everyone else that's come in, you know, he's you got to wait for an open spot on the card. I'm sh- I'm certain he's taking notes as to who's getting like the the biggest reactions. When he's not busy smoking pot. Hmm. <laughs> so the other highlight I have here wasn't even for something that happened this week or happened yet. It's for next week. This is big. I'm gonna love this. Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler. FTR. Facing each other for a spot in the Owen Hart tournament. This is going to be a great goddamn match. I'm going to love it. It's going to be old school. It's going to be like, like, not quite Regal versus, more like Malenko versus Benoit back in the day. It's uh, going to be, I'm going to love this match. This match is right up my, my alley. Look, I don't like partners fighting each other because it doesn't make any sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I get it. Like, it's just going to be one of those. It's going to just be, like, one of those, like, matches. Like, um, in Mortal Kombat, where you do, like, a mirror match. Mm-hmm. It's basically going to be that because they know each other so well or whatever. Mm-hmm. But more egregiously is the fact that I remember watching Rampage. 
and there was a fan that had an offensive sign up. And I was offended, and the fan was never ejected. Okay, he had a sign that said that Minecraft was better than Fortnite. And they let him sit there. He was still there. He wasn't ejected. His sign wasn't taken away. And it really ruined the rest of the show for me. Well, the head- it took me a while to get over that. Mm-hmm. But really, like, I feel like I'm being disrespected. The head, the head of their video games department, uh, Mr. Kenny Omega, obviously wasn't watching. Otherwise, they uh, that, that, that person certainly would have been ejected. Yeah, honestly, it, it, it's just unbelievable. Isn't their video game going to be called Fight Forever? It is. Yeah. Hey, if if, if 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 the only way that'll be bad is if they don't have enough replay value. Mm-hmm. Because if the if the game doesn't have enough replay value, then your name is bullshit. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna fight forever. Because this game sucks. Mm-hmm. So we had Battle for the Belts last week, also. Um, couple like only two notes here. Cause it was only a one-hour show. Um, Sammy versus Scorpio Sky, right? Yeah. Sammy, the alleged face, hits a low blow. Yeah, I don't think he's a face. Yeah, they're obviously turning him. Um, Scorpio Sky, I think the follow uh, on ramp on uh, Dynamite this week, or maybe it was Rampage, uh, had an interaction with uh, Frankie Kazarian because Kazarian was apparently lining up for who we haven't seen on TV in weeks. Or months, I call him the, the evil eye. Yeah. Why is that? Because he's got an evil eye. Oh, does he? Yes. Never noticed. So he was apparently in line for a TNT title shot, and Scorpio comes in talking to him all face-like, like buddy-to-buddy, buddy, like in their SCU days, kind of, saying, like, listen. You don't notice that one of his eyes is, like, black? No. Really, dude? Like, because he was hurt, remember? Like, one of his eyeballs are fucked. I remember it. Like, it's still like that. It's wow. fucking weird. I didn't know. I was, it's I weird was, that you didn't notice that. I was probably super carding. Yeah. But yeah, he comes up all face-like saying, listen, do me a favor, hold off, uh, let me get one more shot, and if I win, you're, you'll be first. He's like, I haven't been on TV in a while, but all right, sure. That was that. And then send hook. Send hook. Before we send hook, uh, before that was sort of another th- ECW thing. I know I first said that about WWE, but um, after Gresham versus uh, Dalton Castle, which was a very good match, uh, Lethal and Sanjay and uh, Santum Satnam. I think it's Satnam. I'm sorry. Sing uh, come out. Sing takes out the boys. So that's you know that's on storyline. Tosses Castle. Uh, gets in the ring. Uh, lethal hits lethal injection. Moriarty, Lee Moriarty comes out. Matt Seidel comes out, but he's injured, so I don't know why he did that. Uh, he gets pummeled. Comes out with a freaking crutch, dummy. Samoa yeah. Joe. Samoa Joe then clears house with the pipe, and Joe and Gresham pose together. Again, it's you're kind of just jumbling storylines together, and AEW has kind of done this a few times in the past. I'm not much of a fan of it, but again, it you know it's my my ADD can't quite keep up. Yeah, I don't think they should have to like you know. Uh, Sorry about be the wary of your way. mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I hear you. There's some things that I just can't get past either. Yeah. Um, continuing my 
uh, theory about uh, Sammy Guevara being a heel. You know, they they say him and um, Conti say be mad. Like, oh god, the worst. No one likes you, and you're. But you're. But there's <laughs> no one likes. You. They're still kind of promoted as faces, and I feel like you know, just commit. Like, stop the storyline with Men of the Year, unless Men of the Year and Dan Lambert are faces now. That don't make sense. <laughs> like. I'd almost kind of be okay if they dropped this storyline to to start feuding them with faces. Uh, you know, I think it's coming after this. The whole Paige Van Zant thing is over because mm. she's got to be a heel. But the fact that Scorpio Sky is not the TNT champion, mm. I think it sucks. Like, I don't see any reason for. Sammy Guevara to be the TNT champion. Me neither. Like, who does that help? Certainly not like, Scorpio. He's got so much time to be the man or one of the men. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to have a championship. Maybe it's a... Why uh, can't it be for people like Scorpio Sky who don't have that much longer in the business? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Sammy's like way younger than these guys. I think Scorpio has at least five close or ten years left. You know but what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Like Sky, I don't think is is even close to slowing down yet. But I I do get your point. I get your point. You're right. Uh, maybe he wa- maybe Tony Khan wants the TNT title to be a um a social media photo uh... prop. It's the social media sex position championship. Don't do all the worst things about WWE. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yeah. Like when you run out of comic book and you can't be a protector anymore. Oh. You go straight through that revolving door. Oh, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't with that. She, like she, she's She was the there mic. for five minutes. Mm-hmm. She was there for five minutes protecting people. She's done two things. She's protected two people. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm done protecting everybody. <laughs> I'm protecting myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You should protect yourself at all times, but I get it. Okay, let's round this out here. Uh, Rampage, uh, Dynamite, rather. Um, oh, off of the announcement by Tony, by Tony Khan slash Adam Cole, baby. Um, I like that uh, JY came out and was talking about and hyping up them and New Japan selling out the garden and everything. Um, I feel like it ties the club to the undisputed elite. I, I feel like it's telling the story. It's good. I like this. What do you think about it? I thought that sometimes they get things right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't. Cool. But this time, yes. And the last thing, because boy, I got to piss, unless you, have a, uh, unless you have an ad you want to run real quick. An ad? I don't have any ads. You can make one bro. up off the top of your head. If not, if not, I'll just run into this and we'll uh, close out. All right. See, I knew it. I knew you couldn't keep it together. Trying. I'm sorry. All right. Coffee. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, Kyle B. Jungle Boy, Kyle O'Reilly qualifies for the Owen tournament with a, a flying knee to the ribs. I like that finish because he was working on the ribs a lot and it's different. It's a different finish. You know? Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to the 
Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express, any combination of them versus Red Dragon or whatever, being over. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, it's time to move on. Uh, after the match, it looks like they, they, they put a piece in play, you know, uh, to further the storyline here. Christian came, comes out. Jungle Boy uh, apologize. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on. I know. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I hate Christian, but this is highlighted green because I like this. Oh. Jungle Boy apologized to him. Christian seems to accept the apology, and they walk off together. They're planting a seed here. Storytelling. I like this. Thank you for this. This is good. You're telling me that this isn't just stuff happening. There, there's a, a, a slow burn happening. Eventually, Christian's going to turn on them, or Jungle Boy's going to turn on them, and something will happen. You're not. Will they or won't they? Right. Like this is. It, it's not just a one-off match. There, there are things happening behind the scenes. There's more than what we see. Yes, there's more to that meets the eye. Yes. So I, I like this. So. And who who was oh Bubba also on one of the two episodes of uh, Bus Open Radio I heard this week said Christian Cage is highly underutilized and he he repeated it like four times in a row to really get it over. And yeah, I also think he should be put through some more tables. Yes, I, so I agree with that. But you have you you have this not by me respected veteran, and he's he's up until now, was kind of just coming out with them. Now we see interaction where Jungle Boy needs his approval. So we're we're seeing what the relationship is like. You're built. They're building a story, not just having him there to have him there. You're giving me a reason why he's there. So I am appreciative of this. I like this. I wa- I now want to see where it goes. Even though it involves Christian Cage, I was just gonna see if you would ca- catch yourself. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you know it's important to know when 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. You know it's funny. Like you didn't even. Are you still like? I, I guess you're not traumatized over Rhea Ripley destroying Liv Morgan last week. Not traumatized in the least. Part? I I kind I saw that coming. They've been teasing it. I just want I just want to say that like the people that think Liv Morgan should be women's champion, not everybody gets to be women's champion. Right. Liv Morgan, I feel like she's just really pretty. Mm-hmm. And I know it's shitty for me to say, but it's like this cat. There's levels to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she's great. I think she's fun to watch there, but like. To carry the 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 whole division, maybe not right now. I agree with you. I I would never dismiss it out of hand, but mm-hmm. currently not. No. Right. I agree with you a hundred percent. I I am a big fan of Liv Morgan. I like her a lot. She doesn't bring the credibility to the dance to hold a women's title, uh, unlike. Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. Liv Morgan, at the moment, is not in that conversation. This, you know, if she had a storyline to that sort of propped her up, like she was a serious contender for a bit, I still wouldn't have quite gone for it. I feel like they, even with that 
storyline where she was uh, fighting for the women's title, they hadn't built her up quite enough because, you know, she is so petite. Like she's, I think she's more petite than Alexa Bliss. If she's, if she's not, if I'm wrong, then that just talk that just talks about how much better built up Alexa Bliss's character was. Yeah, she'd have to be a heel and have like somebody watching her back. Yeah, like somebody to interfere on her behalf, mm-hmm. like some like a heater. Mm-hmm. So, oh well, another no more teams for Rhea Ripley. Right, thanks. It's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, like as far as Liv Morgan, like I I still want her on TV. I I want to see how they develop her. If she if she ends up never getting to that to championship level, I I'll say right now it's not on her. It's kind of just that's how the story went. And it's okay. If it was Remember? okay, if it was okay for Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase to have never held the world title, or Scott Hall to have never held the world title, both tremendous names and had very different statures within the organization, then it's okay for Liv Morgan to never be women's champion. I think. Yeah, it is. It's better than remember that time when she was doing promos and she's like in a bath or whatever. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I guess we could go back to that, uh-huh. you know, whatever. More bath promos. Um, um, we just, you know, instead of wasting it on she's the other woman. Remember she came back during the whole, like, yeah. Rusev and uh I wasn't Lana talking thing. to you or whatever Yeah. There's always like, not anymore, you're not. Mm-hmm. There's this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Look but. over here. Maybe lesbian angle. Maybe. But stupid shareholders and publicly traded company. All of it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Yep. No new news. Okay. Well, we don't have to podcast forever. <laughs> Alrighty. So if you want to know, if you want to get in touch with the Basin Bookers podcast, you can do so by emailing basinbookers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram page, uh, Basin Bookers Pod. We are, of course, on Facebook, Basin Bookers. Same with the Twitter, at Basin Bookers, at Basin Jair, at which there is. DMs are open. Let us know what you want to hear from us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Give us your thoughts on the show. Tell us you hate us. Cool. You're entitled to your um, opinion. I don't care. I don't like that. Tell us you love us. Tell, <laughs> tell us you're listening. We love to hear from you. Manny, shout out to you because I know you're always listening. Uh, and as far as where to find this podcast, Facebook. On our Facebook page. It's a cool spot. Also, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And Jerry's got a party message. Yeah, for the record, Rich, you did all the uh, social media. Thank you. Just want you to know in case you forget again. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. All complaints about anything is goes to Rich DeRiz on Twitter. At Basement okay? Jair, that's right. Or basementbookers at gmail care of Rich DeRiz. <laughs> okay, great. 